0: This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Lessons from Fasting. So, today I'm going to share with you a couple of unique revelations that have come from me not eating food for the better part of three days. So, I must start with a question Have you ever considered what your relationship with food really is? Most of us. I'll speak for myself. I had never really considered what it was. Right. In Western society, food almost seems like this social interaction. Right. If you're anything like me, we eat based off of pleasure way more than necessity. Think about what you had for lunch today. More than likely, you didn't prepare a meal, you didn't bring it to the office, you ran out at lunchtime, Gregg grabbed something that you thought tasted good or was quick or inexpensive, shuffled it in your mouth as soon as you could, got back to the office. There's certainly nothing inherently wrong with that. But is there a better way to view what that food really is? After this experience, for me, my answer is yes. See, I'm no stranger to intermittent fasting. For me to not eat from 8 p.m. until noon the next day. It's kind of my standard mode of operation. I'm no longer really hungry in the morning for breakfast. Really like to feel that decrease in inflammation that exists from holding more time and space between my last meal and my first meal. But admittedly, it didn't start out because of that. I started out experimenting with not eating for a period of time because I wanted to see if I had the mental strength to do so. This also goes back to our relationship with food. You see, in my bodybuilding days, I would have been the guy that would have passed a fast food restaurant and I absolutely loved Wendy's. I'd be the guy that would order a spicy chicken sandwich, a couple of junior bacon cheeseburgers, probably a large french fry, maybe a couple things of spicy chicken nuggets. And this was just pretty consistent. And the story that I told myself in my head was that because of how hard I worked out and because the anabolics I was taking and because it was quote unquote balking season, this was no big deal. And maybe it wasn't, right? Inherently, it didn't kill me. I enjoyed the taste of the food. I'm not saying that Wendy's is good or bad quality food. Certainly, it's not organic and fresh the way that I would now like to eat. But that's what I was doing. And I did that for years. Right. Who doesn't like a 99-cent junior bacon cheeseburger and a five-piece nugget for 99 cents? Right? For $2, I feel like you're eating like a king. And then at the same time I gave up anabolic steroids, whatever that was, September, October of 2017, I made the decision shortly thereafter to give up fast food. This wasn't necessarily for, again, a health reason. It wasn't because I found Jesus and wanted to cleanse my palate of all the sins that had been created inside the fast food world. This was simply to see if I could. I wanted to expand and challenge my capacity. And so the last meal like that that I can recall having was actually December of 2017. Now certainly I'll put the asterisks beside that. I go to Chipotle, I enjoy a Chipotle burrito I feel like it's a di- slightly different quality food, but maybe that's a justification of my own head. I'm okay with that; it makes me feel good. And then every once in a while, I go to a Subway, right? So it's not that I don't go out to eat at all. It's not that I only eat farm-to-table food and organic and fresh things. But the true fast food stuff—the Wendy's, the Burger King, the McDonald's, the Arby's—those have all went to the wayside. I share that from this place of starting to view and review my relationship with food about a year and a half ago. And through the past year, realizing I didn't really need fast food and that I could go long periods of time without eating, right? long for most of us, I would have been, again, in the bodybuilding world, I was consuming calories every two and a half hours like clockwork. There was a period of time where I was setting my alarm clock in the middle of the night to wake up and eat because I was convinced that was the only way I was going to get sufficient calories. From how I look at life now, I would call that a meathead mentality, but nonetheless, it's the one that I owned. And so fast forward into this year, 2019. And playing around this intermittent fasting, I had, in various iterations, tried extending that for 24 hours. What if I only drank water for 24 hours? Could I do it? Could you do it? What would happen? Would I die of starvation? Would the stomach rumbling be so severe that people in the office would hear me? Of course, I'm being incredibly melodramatic. We all know that you don't die from not eating for 24 hours. And certainly no one's going to hear the things going on in your stomach when you don't have food. But these are all the mental stories, right? Maybe the same stories you tell yourself. So I made it 24 hours. And 24 hours felt great. Re-established my relationship with food. I would typically do it after indulging with my wife over a weekend and having a little more to eat than I should and really doing it out of a place of guilt, right? having you know, nice lunch out with her on Sundays, followed up by our Sunday pizza that we like to have together and poof, magically, my inflammation, my feeling of how I, I am in my own skin just crippled me and I'm like, I'm going to not eat for the entire day, that'll fix it, that'll recalibrate my relationship. Well, that sounds well and good, and it is. I do that at least a day a month. Then, one of my former clients named Taylor, Taylor Sappington, who went from graduating with me to deciding that she also wanted to help and inspire people in a greater capacity than she already was, she decided to come internal with me inside the Life Optimization Group, helping change people's lives from a naturopathic and holistic I call it medicine formulation. I'm doing a very poor job of explaining what she does. Most basic level, she's incredibly brilliant as it comes to the gut-mind connection, how to decrease inflammation and optimize your body's performance through detoxification methodology, followed up with healthy eating, diet, digestion, and some monikers of working out. So she comes internally. Right? She now works with me here inside the Life Optimization Group. Her as well as six other individuals, which you'll get to know over the next few weeks. So she's internally, and and she's been saying for quite some time, like, you really need to run a detox. You really should probably do this for you, right? Between the anabolics that I was on for so long and then the massive antibiotics I had to be on to counteract the negative effects from the anabolics, had created this environment inside my stomach where... My digestion was sporadic to say it politely. Some days I'd be very bound up and some days I'd be very fluid would be the best way I can say it. And from those standpoints, she said, you know, look, there's, there might be a better way to do this. I think you could have some overgrowth and some undergrowth and I think there's all these things that could be going wrong. We bounced back and forth. I said, look, after my event, after the life optimization experience here in Columbus, that's when I'll do my detox. And so the detox consists of, I committed to a 21-day detox, which is a series of shakes for two days and then some very specific eating for five and then it repeats itself. Well, as I began down this guided path from her, my last meal was Monday at 7 p.m. No big deal. It was a light meal to say it At best, right? I wasn't hungry at the end of the day. I didn't even think about the fact I'm not eating the next day. And so I get up and it's Tuesday morning. I have been drinking bulletproof coffee for quite some time to, you know, create that easy water and increase all these variables in my life. I don't love the taste of coffee, so it wasn't a big deal, but she said, eh, no more. We're gonna stop that for twenty-one days. Great. Save me on the price of coffee, save me on the price of grass-fed butter. Saved me on some time. Love it. Instead, I got to replace with this very flavorful, said with immense sarcasm, nutritious shake. This shake is two scoops of this quote-unquote chocolate powder. Certainly doesn't exactly taste like chocolate. That is essential vitamins and minerals. I also got to take four pills. Don't know what they are. Won't, Won't paraphrase it, but... Two pills from one bottle, two pills from another. And so my morning starts out very easy. No big deal. I'm used to a green smoothie. This is just another shake. Green smoothies don't taste all that great. Either does this. Perfect. Well, then the next shake I get to have is at 11. That is just like the first shake. You get to have another shake at 3 and then another one at 6 or 7 and then I'm done. Mind you, these shakes, I believe, have roughly 120 calories. I'm still boxing in the morning, weightlifting afterwards, having my full client load, and showing up like I normally would. So that takes care of all of Tuesday. Right? Go to bed, I'm not overly hungry, I'm used to this 24-hour deal, but it feels a little different. Right? Like I'm, I can feel that I'm not quite as sharp, things aren't quite as on point as they normally would be after a 24-hour fast. I now have found out that's because my body is actually working overtime to recalibrate and purify my liver so that I'm able to detoxify myself at a more rapid pace and a more efficient rate. So, as I reintroduce food, I'm able to do it like I was meant to do it. When I started this detox, this fast, I was 267 pounds. Now I'm 6'2 and carry a fair amount of muscle. I'm certainly not, you know, a a bulbous 267 pounds, but that was my weight. So I get into day two, which is now Wednesday. It's an exact copy of Tuesday. Same shakes, same cadence, same everything. I see the seven o'clock hour in the evening come upon us on Wednesday and I'm like, yes, I'm finally at the 48 hour mark. I can eat. So I message Taylor. Okay, it's been 48 hours. Can I eat now? I'm ready. Because mentally, I'm not only not sharp, I'm, I'm dull. Right? I've got this grocery list of things, a very specific amount of food I can eat and very specific types for a very specific reason. And I'm trying to shop and it's just taking me forever. It's like I can't recall where things are at. This is atrocious. This is horrible. But fight through it, text her. She says, you know, I really think it's best you wait until tomorrow. Okay, well, at 7 o'clock, I was at 48 full hours. I'm like, shit, how long do I have to do this for? Well, the first meal, according to the plan, comes in at just after 12 noon on today, which is Thursday. So, give or take, plus or minus, better part of 65 hours without eating. Wake up this morning, have the same shake, Add a little bit of spinach to it, right? Give it a little more calorific density. Then have my first meal. And my first meal ends up being spinach, kale, jalapenos, sprouts, carrots, and meatless veggie burgers. About 55 grams of protein worth. And as I'm eating this, I'm slowing down and literally savoring every bite. I'm doing it. I Kurt in the office and Doug were discussing some marketing strategies. I'm literally sitting there just slowly realizing the gift that comes from being able to eat once again. And eat something that inherently for most of us, we would not pick off of a menu. But it tastes so good. And it takes me 25 or 30 minutes to eat it. And I'm slow. And I'm diligent. And I'm chewing it. And I'm savoring every bite. And then it comes to me. Sure, the fast is something to decrease inflammation. Sure, the fast is something that will help me detoxify my liver. Sure, the fast will help me recalibrate my relationship with food at a higher capacity. But really what it's done is make me slow down and appreciate things more. Because this meal that, again, I would have never chosen off of a menu anywhere at any time. Tastes like the best thing I can remember eating. I'm not devouring it. I'm not rushing in between meetings. I'm not, I just sit there and slowly and calmly eat it. And I only eat it until I'm 80% full and then I stop. Which then triggers all the times of my life where I eat out of gluttony. Right, think about yourself. You go out to a restaurant, you order an appetizer. Appetizer tastes great, but you have your favorite entree at the restaurant, so you're, of course you're going to order that too. And it happens to be a steak and potatoes and broccoli and all the, all the all the accoutrements, all the fixings. Then, of course, what does every good quality waiter do at every restaurant? Come around and say, "Would you like some dessert today?" Pull out the dessert menu, they put it in front of you, and you see that apple pie a la mode. Yeah, I'll take that too. And this isn't even about the caloretic intake. This isn't about the inflammation. This isn't about the decadence of what you just ate. To me, it ends up becoming about the relationship and the necessity that we feel to continue to eat until we are overstuffed. And from that place of overstuff, think of the taxing nature that your body has to go through to process that quantity of food in one setting. It's massive. It can't be healthy or efficient. I mean, equate it to terms as far as a gym would go. Could you imagine in your current physical condition, whatever that is, walking to the gym, seeing six hundred pounds loaded onto a bar? Sitting on the ground, and the trainer comes up to you and says, You got to pick that up. You go over and deadlift it. No warm up, no stretching, no prior experience. You're just supposed to bend down and pick up this weight, and you can't leave until you're done picking it up. I mean, you're going to hurt your back, your knees, your hips, might tear your biceps, pop eye, you know, blood vessels. All these things would happen from taxing your, your muscles at that capacity, but yet. None of us, well, at least myself, never thought about that's what we're doing to our bodies. And that food should be slowed down and savored and enjoyed as a sense of nourishment. Not as a necessity. So I didn't die after 60-some hours of not eating. I wasn't inherently grumpy. I was certainly slowed down in my mental processing power, but some would argue that was probably benefit as well. All of this comes from this fast that Taylor has me on, this recalibration, this detoxification. Now on the other side of that, as I hop on the scale this morning prior to my first meal, my scale weight was down to 252 pounds. Better part of 15 pounds and 60 plus hours. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not naive enough to think that's fat. I've been drinking more than a gallon of water, so I know I'm not getting rid of water weight. From the amount that I had been exercising, I know that my muscles had lost their glycogen storages. But, if I were to show a before and after picture of my midsection, for you to see the decrease in inflammation, the vascularity that's present on my lower abs, my obliques that have different tie-ins, it all comes from cleansing my body, right? It comes from recalibrating the relationship with food. It comes from listening to someone that has more knowledge about something than I do. See, it would be foolish to say that I know everything about the body. And I would venture to say that Taylor herself doesn't know everything about the body, but she knows a hell of a lot more than I do. And you might be asking like, well, why Taylor? Why is she a part of this? Well, because I decided as a coach, if I want you to live a four-dimensional reality across body, being, balance, and business, why wouldn't I bring someone in to help me recalibrate your body? So what's a beautiful addition for you is when you decide to work with me in some capacities, you then get access to her. In an intimate setting, she calibrates what you need. Certainly though, you might be someone that listens that doesn't care at all about working with me. And I love you for that. Keep consuming the content. Keep living your best life. Whatever that means to you, keep doing it. But you like the idea of this guided detox, this guided system and methodology that Taylor has constructed. Send me an email. Ryan at at lifeoptimizationgroup.com I'll forward it right over to Taylor. Work with her. Have a conversation with her about what this looks like. So I'll tell you, after now eating, and it's only been three days, right? I have 18 more days to go. But if the clarity and the focus, as well as the efficiency of my bodily processes, continues at the same exponential rate it is now, I'll come out on the backside of this literally a different person. For those of you that watch us on social media, my face doesn't look the same. I wouldn't said I was puffy but it doesn't there was inflammation everywhere so potentially you want that same change to be able to decrease the inflammation increase your I'll call it relationship with food and maybe you just want to live a better life I would invite you to start considering the fact that the life optimization group is a lot more than just one person coaching We're building a community of individuals that are truly talented and gifted at their craft to help pour into you in the highest capacity to ensure you truly get to live the most optimized life that you decide you want. So I'm going to encourage you to think about all the different places where you're speeding up and not enjoying the moment like I was doing with my food. Potentially it's in the gym, right? You're checking off a box. You're going to the gym because you think you need to or you know you need to, but you're not enjoying the physical activity. You're not enjoying being present in the moment. You're just doing something out of necessity. How much different would that experience be if you stopped and just enjoyed it? What about your relationship? It's a date night for you and your wife. You know you're supposed to do one, so you haven't mapped out, but you don't really care. You're just rushing through the motions so you can hopefully get home and hop in bed with her. Not mad at you for it, but what would be different if you stopped and slowed down and just enjoyed that moment of time and space you got to spend with your bride or your girlfriend or your fiancé? And this lesson, of course, applies to business as well. We all seem to be in such a big hurry to get to there. Only you know what there is. The next promotion, the next zero on the yearly income statement, the next sale of a business, we're all racing for that thing. What happens if you were able to slow down for just a moment and enjoy the step of the journey that you're currently on in its entirety in a way that puts you in a sense of gratitude and appreciation? Imagine how much different that would feel. And when you can start to slow down and appreciate those moments, the craziest thing happens. You're actually able to start getting shit done.